You're listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. Some of you don't have an upbringing like I have. I have no excuse. Some of you never saw a good example in a dad or a mother. We had a missionary here last last week. We had 10 missionary families here. The one said I was raised and born in Bolivia. I'm going back to Bolivia as a missionary. He said, I have seven siblings. All seven of us are from different dads. We had a missionary here this week from Nepal, and he said, when I was three years of age, my parents decided they didn't want me, and they put me on the streets and gave me up. And from three years of age, I was an orphan. You know, I look at some of this, I have no excuse. And I'm not trying to say you have an excuse. However, my dad's with the Lord. He'd be 100 if he was alive. My dad was the most perfect Christian man. I passed him for 33 years. Just a wonderful man. Had a wonderful mother. Had the most amazing wife. Uh, apparently, I never met my one grandparents. They had died before my mother was married. But her, her, grand, her dad was a, a lay preacher, a German preacher in Wisconsin. And he worked on the farm. And on the weekends preached. My other grandfather met a couple times. And he was born in 1887. And he was a Christian man. We had my grandparents Passed it to my parents, passed it to us, we passed it to our kids, now they're passing it to our 14 grandkids. And I feel for some of you because you didn't have that example. I know people in our church, the example was your mother had needles in her arms all the time and revolving men throughout the night. There's many in this church like that. Your dad's been absent your entire life. And I don't know what you've had, but I do know the home is the structure of society. And today I want to bring you a message from Psalm 78. If you'll turn there, Psalm 78. And as you turn to Psalm 78 on our radio program, I have a 15-minute broadcast every day. We're on about 100 stations around the nation, and we're going through the Psalms, and a few, weeks, uh, a few weeks from now, I'll go, I'll go through this psalm and I'll, no, I'll say, I, I saved this portion of scripture for October the 22nd because I want to speak to us on this subject. Uh, I, I, I'm just so grateful. You know, I, I, I know some of you are here today with monitors on because your parole officer, there's more, more than one, several of you, your parole officers allowed you to come to church. Sometimes people come to church, you feel so unworthy or so we're this or that. That's the devil. And you're part of, if you're saved, you're part of God's family. And you're part of this church. And I don't want to look down on anyone ever. Because if I was in the circumstance that many of you have been raised, I know I'd probably be dead by now. I would not have been a good person. And I hope I am a good person. So many of you have gone through such 
suffering. I, I, never know, I, I never heard a dad yell at my wife, my mother. Never heard it one time. My dad read us the Bible every night. We sang together. We, my dad and I, we played ball together. We, we had fun together. We enjoyed life together. We had a family meal every night. We, 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 we talked at the evening table. It was always kind. And, and my dad made sure I talked kindly to my sisters. I don't say I always did, but I tried. And, and, and my sisters were kind to me. I, I, had, I had such an incredible life. But many of you were not afforded that. And you can't get it back. Maybe your wife's left, your husband's left. I don't know what's going on in your life. But you still can be the person that God wants you to be. Amen. Perhaps there's a son or a daughter who, who needs and You get the child sometimes and not all the time. I don't know what you're going through, sir or lady. But, but you're going to have to deal with the circumstance where you find your. Say, well, it was my fault. Well, it may have been. Well, it was her fault. It was his fault. I don't know whose fault it was. But you're going to have to take your life and say, it's going to count. There are three institutions, we'll read the scripture, three institutions that God formed. The first one was the home. He formed the home, Adam and Eve. Genesis 1:26. And God made man in his image. Male and female created he them. Man and woman. They tell us today there's 67 genders. No, there's not. There's male and female. Into discussion. That's the way God worked it. And for this cause shall a man leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife, and they too shall be one flesh. Marriage, home, family. Now in this room we have many of you that are widows and widowers, and many of you still raising children. And I know husband's gone or wife's gone, but I tell you what, I take my hat off to you. You're doing such a great job with your family and your kids. I have a list of you in my prayer journal and I see it every day and I think of what you're doing and how you're doing and how hard and difficult it must be. My wife could tell you when her mother died at age 45 and left eight kids. That had to be a hard on her dad who was a preacher. I had to under, I don't understand this. I'm preaching the word of God. I'm raising these kids. But, but God's way always, he can make his way perfect. So God formed the home. Male, female, children. Everyone has a task. Husbands, love your wife. Love, one word, husbands, love. Wife, submit. Rank under. Doesn't mean you're a lesser person, but there has to be some authority. That's why the word husband is in the Bible. It's a Latin word, husband. Two words, house, band. You band the house together. And wife, uh, you're the keeper of the home. And you're the, you're, the, you're the one that follows the direction of the husband. I believe you ought to have talked together on that. Figure out where we're going with our kids. And you're the one that guides the home. Dad leads the home. Mother guides the home. You, you have a natural ability in that. Uh, we men are somewhat ignorant. But when a child falls down and skins his knee, normally he'll learn to go to mom. And you have to make sure you don't turn him into a sissy. I mean, if it's just a little cut, 45 stitches, not that big a deal. <laughs> He'll get over it. But ladies, we can't make it without you. All this, all this nonsense of ERA and all that stuff. Hey, by the way, where are they now? Well, come on. You have a wonderful role to be a mother. 
It's been said hundreds of years ago, uh, the one who rocks the cradle rules the world. Moms, we need you. Amen. We just need you. Wives, we need you. And we need the dads. And children, your word is obey. Children, obey your parents and the Lord. This is right. Your babe was said, you know what? I, 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 I want to make my own decisions. After all, I'm seven. The home, and then God created the church. Now, that word is a New Testament word. But a place to worship God. And God in the New Testament gave us a structure, a pastor and deacons and elderly people, Titus chapter 2, that can give direction. So God established the church. And he said, forsake not the assembly of yourselves together, as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. What America needs out of her nearly 400,000 churches in America is to get them open. Most, most hundreds of thousands will be closed tonight. America doesn't need less church, we need more church. We need more Sunday school, more preaching, more singing, more opportunity to serve God. The church, hey, we're in trouble in America. Why? Because the church. We have weakened this country. And God's word says, if my people, which are called by my name, would just humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked way, then will I hear from heaven and will heal their land. So we have the home and we have the church and we have government. God established government. That's why you have the Ten Commandments. We still have them in our Christian school at the, in every room. The Ten Commandments are posted. It used, and I was a boy here in public school. We had the Ten Commandments. We had prayer in public school. We had spanking in public school. In fact, 1975, the Supreme Court said it's still legal in America to spank kids in public school. Now, we don't do it. Now, I'm not going to spank your kids. You can spank them yourself. But I was great. I grew up in the old day reading, writing, arithmetic, taught on the tune of a hickory stick. And man, I'll tell you what, I remember if you were sent to the principal's office, you were going to meet a spanking. I never had to get one. My sisters did because you know how girls are. But I, uh, I didn't have to ha have one. That's a novel idea. It gets real quiet in here now, doesn't it? I'm not beating a child. My wife used to have a paddle we hung up. We shouldn't use it, but it said, never hit a child in the face. God's provided a better place. And I can remember getting over the knee of my dad. It's just the way it was, being raised to obey. Because one day dad's not going to be there and he's not there. And I have to learn to obey. Three institutions. We have in Psalm 78 just such a wonderful, wonderful song. I wonder if you would read with me, and for the sake of time, I think I'll just have you sit right there in verse 1 through 8. We'll read it together. I'll read verse 1, you read verse 2, so on, till we get to verse 8. Give ear, O my people, to my law. Incline your ears to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable. Which we have heard and known, and our fathers have told us. For he has established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel, which he commanded our fathers that they should make them known to their children. 
that the generation to come that they might set their hope in God and not forget the works of God, but keep His commandments. See, today is family day. Your family might be you. It may be two of you. It may be three of you. It might be like my wife and I. We used to have three kids, and uh, we still have three kids, but they all got married. They got uh, in the ministry. They're serving God and preaching. And, 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 uh, and, and we have 14 grandkids. But 10 of the grandkids are gone. They're in Arizona. They're in Los Angeles area. Dads are pastors. Four of them are right here. Several of them are in the church this morning with us here today. We have a responsibility. My wife and I, we pray for our kids daily. We, we invest in our kids in deposits every day. We seek to do our best, whether here or away. Why? We have a responsibility. And one day when God chooses to take me or my wife or both of us home, our responsibility will be over. And it's our kids. But our kids are passing this down to their kids. You, you have something to, well, I, I've done so wrong in my life. Well, pass down what you know. Well, get right with God today and learn to pass it down. Say, well, they don't want to hear me. My kids, they don't want to even talk to me right now. All right, that may be the case. You've got to win their heart back. You must win their heart because you're giving a response. You have to pass down this text. You have to pass down from what you heard from your fathers to you, to your children, that they might pass it down to their children. Four generations mentioned here. You've got to get this going back in the home. We've got to put homes back together. We've got to have happiness in the home. I think of a home, and I wrote down several thoughts about home should be, a letter S, a secure place. It should be a place of safety. It should be a smiling place where you laugh together. You have joy together. It should be a spiritual place. It should be home, sweet home. It should be a scripture place, a Bible place. It should be a song place where you sing together. Home ought to be, hey, I get to go home from school. Mom's there. Dad's there. Whoever's there. Have an evening meal together. Talk together. Have fun together. Enjoy the home. Have prayer to God. I, 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 those days went so fast. We'd pray with our children, but then I'd oftentimes go into their little rooms and little cribs and pray with them or pray with them as they went into a big child's bed, you know, and move forward in life. But it's just for a vapor. You have them for a moment. Our kids have been out of our home longer than they were in our home. It just works that way. Your home's so important. You say, well, my kids are grown. They don't even like me. I pastor people in this church. God brought you to this church, but you, your children don't even talk to you. And your heart is so broken or you don't talk to your parents. Somehow that's got to be repaired. We're not prepared to go into the next step in life until we get every relationship prepared and settled in life with one another. Your wife walked out for another man. I'm not suggesting you accept that behavior. I am suggesting, or vice versa, I am suggesting we deal with that situation. I'm not saying we go on family vacations, the three of you now, her new husband and you. I'm not suggesting that. But there has to be in our heart a willingness to let go of wrong and sin. The word forgive means to remit or to cancel, and it's over, it's done. I may have forced her into it. I may have forced myself. I may have done this. I may have been weak. I may. Have, you can blame all day and waste the remainder of your life if you want. 
but get it right. Say, so, well, what if they won't get it right? That's on them. You do everything you can in your power to be right with God and man. I look at this home here that we're talking about today as we see of this home and kids, kids, kids are being raised at 18 million, well, nearly 20 million now without a dad. Moms are here and there. Women going out all the time. They go work a job, then they go out with the ladies and the happy hour. And, and it's just a tragedy. These kids are suffering. This text, home is a place of instruction. Look at it. Verse 3. Which we have heard and known, and our fathers have what? Told us. You got to tell some things. We're going to go on, so keep your hand right there. Please. You, you, you know, dads, yes, teach the Bible. Yes, teach these. But, but if you're a mechanic, you ought to throw that out there. Your kids know how to be a mechanic. There's nothing wrong with being a mechanic. They may not choose to be a mechanic. They may choose to be a doctor. But there's nothing wrong with investing in your children what you know. I, I'm the guy, the only man on our staff, I have no idea how to use a computer. But I tell you what, I answer emails all day long. I handwrite them. I got a stack this morning and, and I was in my office early and I, I was reading through the emails and some of those emails are just heart wrenching. I get prayer requests from you and, and, and I never know, but I, I see things like, my children don't love me. My, my children don't love me anymore. That breaks my heart and it's a prayer reminder to pray for you. My husband walked out. My wife walked out. My son was just sentenced to a jail sentence, prison sentence. We lost our jobs. Our kids are doing drugs. You don't pastor a church this size, and there's more outside this church than other buildings, right? Yeah, without dealing with every imaginable problem. The people are still people. And children still need a secure place. And homes need to be taught how to be right. And here, your dad's told us these things. He said, look what he says in verse 4 about instruction. We will not hide them from their children. We'll not hide them from their children. In other words, we're going to tell our grandchildren. Showing the generation to come. Look, look what he says in verse number 5. B, down at the bottom there, that verse, that they should make them known to their children. Look what he says in verse 6, and declare them unto their children. Teach. There's this thing that in most of our houses we have, it's in the kitchen, it's a box. It's about this big. It heats up. And the purpose of that box is to make chocolate chip cookies with walnuts Yes. And to always make an extra batch, so not only for your family, but the pastor has two or three himself. That's what you do. Amen. Or cobbler, or, you know, I, I don't, please, I'm, I'm, I'm going to lose this weight. I trust you, but trust, I, I don't need, but I'm just suggesting that little box in your kitchen is not a decorative item. It's to be heated up. 
for turkey and for chicken and for, well, we stopped at McDonald's last night and we stopped tonight at Burger King and tomorrow night we're going to Subway and the next night we go to pizza and it's all Thursday night's pizza night and then Friday night is you're all on your own and Saturday night it's hot dogs and wait a minute! Help us some good healthy food. Amen. And I'm all for, how many, <laughs> How many in and out burgers do we have here? How many are the in and out guys and people? All right, not bad. How many are the five guys people? What? What are you? Rice and fish. Rice and fish, yeah, I know. That's <laughs> exactly what I thought. I thought you were going to say I'm both, I'm both, but I'm not sure. But, uh, but we're having a good time in life, aren't we? Yes, sir. Yes, we are, and it's paid for. I'm talking about teach, teach, teach the Bible and, and teach cooking and teach whatever. I, I know uh, you, you could probably buy a dress cheaper than you can make one nowadays. I don't know how all that does, but, but teach things. I mean, your daughter's going to get married. Does Ralph, when she marries Ralph, does, does she know how to put a button back on? Does she know how to iron? They had a rule when I was in Bible college. They said, girls cannot iron boys' shirts. I, I never understood that rule, but that was the rule. So we had to iron our shirts because the rule, you had to iron your shirts. Well, we figured out how to do it. You iron the cuff, you iron the collar, and you iron the front, and then put a coat on. Man, some of those things were so wadded up, they looked terrible. And those hot, hot, Fall, fall days when it was still transitioning from summer and humid, they'd say, fellas, take your coats off. Yeah. Can't take my coat off. And so I try to get around the rule. I have a twin sister. And I, I let my twin sister do it. I said, hey, Jack, is your sister ironing your shirts? Yeah, she's my sister. That's her job. I'm to train her up to be a good wife. I am trying to work with my sisters that they know how to be a good wife one day. Well, it's against the rules. Rules? You gotta be kidding me. Scripture and they had that rule. Guess what Jack had to do? Do the collars and do the cuffs and do the front. Hey, you know, you know so much. Pass it down, pass down the history of your grandparents, your parents. Pass down how to handle money, how to save money, how to work, how to, how to stay off the welfare line, how to, how to be what you shouldn't be in life. That's your job, Dad. Instruction, what are you training? You know how to use a computer? I, I know it can be used for so bad, but teach them what they could do. Teach them graphic design. Teach them grammar. You, you, you have great skills in, in, in English and in grammar and writing papers without going to AI and having AI write it for you. See how I know all this stuff? We were with several families this week one night. I know you know where I'm going with this one. And, and Brother Bridgman says, you need, to go to the, you need to go to the app store and get that app. Well, I remember one time going to the mall and buying my wife a phone at a store. It's a phone store. And so I, I said, he goes, you got to go to the app store and buy the app. I said, is it at the mall? <laughs> and they did what you did, but they were more boisterous about it. Chris Kessel was there. And they ridiculed and laughed. Ah! And the one that led the charge was my own wife. 
I put a tent in the backyard. She has not slept in the house since then. I'm not going to be putting up with this. I'm the man of the house when she lets me. But nonetheless, I didn't know you. I guess I have the app store on my phone, Brother Brian. Is that right? Wow. I'm impressed. You're not laughing that much because you know he's stupid. You just know that, don't you? Teach what you know. I don't know anything about computers. Kaufman, I see you laughing over there with that smile. You're just sort of giggling up and down, but I see you moving up and down, right? And Jackie Van Dyke, shame on you, my sweet friend. You're smiling too. I can see it right there. I put the, you have been laughing at me. We are dearest of friends. Okay, that's enough of that. Teach. What are you going to teach? And I, I, I have several points. I'll, I won't get to them. Let, let's just talk about teaching. Look at verse 4. We will not hide them from the generation to come. To the praises of the Lord. Teach your kids how to praise God. Teach them how to talk good about God. Now, what else are you going to teach them? Teach them, verse 4, about his strength. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Some of you have come in here so weak this morning, so feeble because life beats you up. But God wants to offer strength to you. And you'll grow in strength. You'll get, they'll get strength, won't they, brother? You deal with so many new Christians. You'll get strength for the journey. And so what am I teaching? I'm teaching them how to praise the Lord. That's one reason why you go through adversity. You're training your children. I remember my dad, 80, 90% deaf, and he was doing the surgery to be able to hear, and it failed. I watched him handle that failure. I watched him handle cancer and a stroke. I watched that. And he just believed God was okay. I, I watched it. I watched it when, when, when he had an awful accident on the Dumbarton Bridge right before he came in a brand new vehicle, his company vehicle that day, and there was a faulty brake system. And I watched him go through all that. I watched him go through a business failure in 1959 when he lost the business. I watched him for the next 10 years pay the bills that his business partners left him with and they didn't want to pay. They said, it's not integrity. We're going to pay our bills. And I watched him move us into two-room house, not two bedrooms, two rooms. We rented two rooms and no kitchen, no living room. We just rented two rooms. And I watched him still go to Sunday school on Sunday morning, Sunday night, and write his little tithe check at Calvary Baptist Church on Saturday. I watched that. And I watched it as we went to those two rooms and we sang real quietly at night because the Nestle salesman, he rented a room here, someone else rented a room here. I watched all that. I watched it when people got mad at one another in church. I watched my dad never get involved in that nonsense. I watched it when people got mad at the pastor. My dad never believed in that. Never believed in, I'm not talking about covering sin. I'm talking about, listen, he was teaching, teaching me how to praise God and his strength. Look at verse 4. His works. Dad, teach your children about. Look at that beautiful sunrise, beautiful sunset. Look at those trees, how they're changing colors. Look at this creation of God and what God has done. Look at these animals, how graceful they are. Go up here on the hill. My wife and I will take a little trip and we'll watch those deer just 10 minutes, 15 minutes from here. And we'll watch those deer as they glide. That's God's creation. Watch those little squirrels. I watch those bobcat hunting cats. No, I don't watch that, but... Uh, 
God's works. And then look at verse 5. What are you going to teach them? The appointed law of Israel. Teach them the law of God, the rules. There are rules. There's boundaries. You violate the boundaries, there's consequences. Teach them there's hope, verse 6 and 7. That the generation might to come might know, even the children which should be born, who shall arise and declare them to their children, that they may set their hope in God. This world's a mess. I look at Palestine and the Hamas and, and Israel and the brutal, brutalization of women and children and cutting babies' heads off. It's, it's just unbelievable. And Israel's going to be hated till Jesus comes again, he says. Because it's God's chosen area. God gave it to Abraham. The 67 year, 1967 war, 60 war didn't give it to him. God gave it to him in Genesis chapter 12. And God said this with my attitude toward this and Israel, God will bless them that bless Israel and will curse them that curse Israel. And yet Harvard University that began in 1638 as a Bible college, just like Yale by the Presbyterians started as a Bible college, and Princeton started as a Bible college, and the 10 Ivy League schools all were Bible colleges and trained preachers. And Harvard had 31 organizations on campus protesting Israel this week and spitting the face of Israel and, and lauding Hamas and terrorists. I, I want you to know there's a law of God. And God says, I violate this law. I curse Israel. God says, I'll curse you. America's always been an ally to Israel. We, we redefine the home and we think it's okay. Boys live with boys. Girls live with girls. Men live with men. You, 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 all this nonsense. And by the way, in 1978, when we voted down sodomy in this county by over 75%, said we don't want it here. I said, there's coming a day we're going to endorse it. I'm telling you today, there'll be a day when sodomy is legal with a man and a child. Because we're demented, we're sinful, we're wicked. What are we suggesting today? God says you're going to have to pass some things down to your kids. I don't know. I'm out of time. If I ever... I thought of this so many times. I don't know if I can remember one Sunday school lesson growing up. They were boring. So why'd you go to Sunday school? Because my dad said we're going. I do remember Mrs. Daniels in our pastor's garage with our kindergarten class singing, only a boy named David, only a rippling brook, only a boy named Five little stones he took. I remember that song. And I remember she wore the same black dress every week and her husband was a California Highway Patrol. And I thought, this lady is beautiful. Well, I'd like her to be my wife. I was five. <laughs> I don't know if I ever learned anything from Sunday school. But I'm sure certain I did. I don't remember the lessons. I, I do remember junior church. We had an old abandoned roller rink. That's where we had it, no lights, no heat in there in the winter. You'd see the light coming through and the rain would come through. And Clarence Nelson was our junior church pastor. And he, he taught us to memorize Psalm 23 and Psalm 100. 
and different psalms in the Bible and scripture in the Bible and had verse down. I remember those things. And I remember activities. But you know what God was putting in me? A respect for the house of God. A respect for the word of God. The people of God. And though I don't remember, God was putting things in me that I don't even remember. But they're there. You children have a responsibility. I know children, I'm talking basically to teenagers and above today. But children, you have a responsibility to listen to your parents. This nonsense that you know more your dad. Well, my dad's an old man. He's 37. I have a picture of my dad. He was 39. I thought my dad was old. 39. What an old guy. And now that I'm 39... Folks, you only laugh if you think I think it's funny. I don't think that's funny. But you know, life goes fast. God is putting it in my life. That's why God put you in my life. I bring your faces, just saw you nodding your head. God, I, I see your face so many times throughout the day and the week. And the members here, I, I ran into Mark back here today. I've been thinking about you so much. My job, when I think of someone, I should pray for that person. I'll see cars in front of me, and I said, I think somebody in our church has that kind of car, and it reminds me to pray for you, especially if it's a Ford. <laughs> I'm telling you today that you have something to give. You better be giving it. So all your kids are raised. They're gone. They don't live around here. Your grandkids are all gone. Most of them are raised. Well, you could write a letter. You could write an email. You can call them. You can tell them how proud you are of them, how much you love them. Amen. I ask our grandkids that are not here, and most of them that are here, I know their answer, but I've got 10 are away, and I, whenever I get alone with them, we have a 20 or 21-year-old granddaughter. She flew here recently, and I met with her, and I said, honey, what, what, what should Papa be praying about for your life? Uh, I, our son Tim's coming real soon with his five kids. And I said to Landon, I was with him a couple months ago. He flew up here. He's 13. I said, Landon, what should, what should Papa be praying about? Those are our kids. I love those kids. I don't know if all 14 are going to dot the I and cross the T like I do. Or like Nana does. I don't know what all the parents are going to do. But I have a responsibility. I'm to help our kids. I want to push their children back to their parent. I never want to give advice unless it would mirror what their parents believe. The home has, got, has to be rescued. That's point one. I have two more points, but I'll get to it when we get to heaven. And they're right there in that scripture. Uh, the instruction is given to us in that text. How we're supposed to listen is given and, and decision making is all there. Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. 
May God bless you as you serve Him this week.